SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. She works in Human Molecular Diagnostic Research Group in the Next Generation Health Cluster at the CSIR as a candidate researcher. She has been with the CSIR working mainly on developing point-of-care diagnostics or environmental monitoring diagnostics for various applications. An undergraduate, an undergraduate in BSc Microbiology and Biochemistry, honors in Molecular and Cell Biology, both at the UCT. She started working as an intern at the CSIR and has been retained by the team on an MSc studentship, working with collaborators from the University of Pretoria, among others, to develop a point-of-care diagnostic for TB detecting unique biomarkers. This is proper science here. She completed her MSc in 2019, describing several unsuccessful methods for that test. Her development of unsuccessful methods became a breakthrough method to detect the unique low affinity biomarkers for TB using an established point of care diagnostic test. This breakthrough is the basis for her current PhD studies in which she was awarded the CSIR. YREF, Young Researchers Establishment Fund. She has recently successfully presented this work at the 2020 Point of Care Africa Conference and the CSIR Emerging Researchers Symposium earlier this year. Her name is Alma Traits, PhD candidate and researcher at the CSIR, who could quite easily have been my biology teacher if any of what I've read is anything to go by. Alma, welcome to SAFM. First things first. Well done on your groundbreaking research and the advances you are making in science. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I don't know that I would call it call it that high, but I appreciate the compliment. Well, I'm calling it that, and for now, I think that's good enough. But can you just break down, without any of the jargon I used in reading parts of your profile, what <laughs> I have just said? Start perhaps from your undergraduate degrees and how you went through from there to your honors to your master's level readings and research to where we are now so that we can get a picture that flows in relation to the evolution of your research? Um, well, yeah, I guess um, undergrad and honours seems quite f- separate from what I'm currently doing. Um, I definitely didn't know anything about um, what I'm doing now, like what I learned in undergrad. Um, I suppose the sort of basis jargon you learn, um, mm. you know, the things that you started with in, in high school, DNA and RNA and you know, proteins and how all of that stuff fits I remember together. that, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's sort of like it starts there and it gets um, a bit expanded on. And then um, I guess I just really figured that I, I love lab work. Um, and so I did my honours at UCT um, in the lab of the, my favourite lecturer. And I, I I was like, I don't know that I want to do a master's just, just because. Like a lot of people around me were just doing their master's because they had no opportunities. And I thought that wasn't a good idea. Um, so I like the idea of doing something very practical and that would be useful in the end. Um, I don't think I'm cut out for, for primary science research, um, like something that is really interesting knowledge but isn't directly applicable immediately. Um, and that's what really attracted me to CSR. Um, so I was always looking for opportunities there. And then when I found um, 
the initial opportunity was just a, an, an OF DST internship. So the then Department of Science and Technology like mm. gave me a stipend um, with the NOF. And then they placed you in different organizations. There were a number of places you could be placed, but I got placed at the CSR. I had an interview there, and I got placed, and I knew nothing of what the group was doing. They asked me some questions in the interview, and I was like, yeah, I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so they taught me everything I know about diagnostic development. So um, I developed tests kind of like the pregnancy test or the rapid COVID antigen test. Um, So I used that same same technology, um, and I learned all of that there at the CSR. Um, and then when I finished that year, um, they invited me to do a, a master's studentship on this project, um, as you read, that <laughs> um, was the, the TB diagnostic project. But I basically ended up getting a, di- a, a master's in how not to do it, um, <laughs> which, yeah, like, honestly, I, I tried many, many things. And luckily for a master's degree, um, you know, trying is sort of awarded in the end. So if you can write up all your attempts really neatly and scientifically then they give you a master's which they did yeah well that's the <laughs> value of a master's degree you can sort of still get into a, an adventurism of kind by just mm. probing questions without necessarily providing an answer but just the fact that you get rewarded as you rightly say for being inquisitive yeah and stubborn um like i always say in science you have to be very very persistent and stubborn um because it's hard and it fails. How does that uh, now dovetail with your recent projects and the research that you're now currently doing? Of course, this is all in line with your PhD for which you have been awarded the Young Researchers Establishment Fund. Tell us about the work that you're now doing, and especially, I mean, you mentioned COVID-19. I mean, I see that you're helping the team with the development of a plant-produced vaccine for SARS-CoV-2. Tell us more about these things. Yeah, so we've got a number of things, um, you know, sort of wherever I can be useful. Um, most of the things I work on are diagnostic development. Um, the primary one, my PhD project, is the rapid diagnostic for TB. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse. Um, and then I work on um, two others. One is um, we're trying to develop a, a rapid diagnostic for uh, acute kidney injury. Um, that's mostly actually caused by antiretroviral treatment. Um, so, like something like 10% of patients who um, take the first line antiretroviral um, get, develop like kidney failure, um, and obviously you want to detect that as quickly as possible so that they don't have complete kidney failure where they have to go on dialysis or have transplant. Um, and some of my colleagues, um, led by Russian governor, um, governor as it are, they've developed some really cool biomarkers. So they found some really cool biomarkers for that kidney injury. Um, so I'm now trying to develop that into a into a rapid diagnostic so that we can diagnose that faster. Um, and then the other project, as you said, was the, the plant-produced uh, vaccine. Mm. That I'm really just, I'm not really part of the, the brainchild on that. I just sort of help in the lab. It's actually going really well. It's really cool research. Um, and, you know, I can and tell you more about that. There's many things. And then the last project is a, also a diagnostic development for mycotoxin detection. Um, so mycotoxins are caused by or made by fungi, um, specifically in like grain feeds and stuff. Um, and they cause cancer. They're really um, carcinogenic and toxic. And so before you export um, feeds or feed them to your animals, your cattle, you have to check that you don't have these mycotoxins in them. So um, we're trying to develop also a field-based diagnostic for that. Because um, at the CSR, they developed a technique to produce those mycotoxins. Um, in really, really good quantities and purity, which has not been managed before elsewhere. 
Um, so yeah, I would just try and translate that research into something useful. That aspect is probably very useful from a food security perspective and food exactly. quality perspective as well as just from a health perspective, right? Because I mean, if this is going into agricultural produce, the end user, me and you, probably want to ensure that the integrity and quality of that food, even from a quality assurance perspective, has these scientific protections. Yeah, exactly. And also, if you if you sort of get in trouble with that stuff um, on international markets, it can really oh, your have like commercial toast. impact as well. Oh, your yeah. business is gone, um, yeah. So you want to make sure that you, you detect that stuff early and otherwise if we test it here and then we export it and they find mycotoxins overseas then they send it back and they don't want to do business with us so africa all of South africa not just one business um so definitely from like a food um security but also just from like a commercial um i guess like south african brand perspective on some levels um, mm. we mentioned yeah. earlier on in the reading of your profile that some of your work cuts across research in relation to TB. Now, we know how devastating TB continues to be, never mind the fact that the conversation has altogether just been all about COVID-19. With good intentions, I don't propose that TB has just been deliberately relegated, but certainly it still poses a threat in the country, isn't it? Yeah, it's actually really stressful. So um, even like at the height of the COVID pandemic, so last year in 2021, um, only 2,000 more people died of COVID than died of TB in that year. And every other year of the, of the COVID pandemic, mm. way more people, three, four times more people die of TB still. Um, so it's a much bigger problem in South Africa. But obviously COVID is a much more fast-moving illness and, like, internationally had all this attention and, and space. Like, even at the CSR, we're guilty of it. Like, we all just <laughs> jump into, into COVID research because there was so much funding made available for it. And, which is a big thing. I but, love the um, academic freedom behind that statement, eh? <laughs> the fact that you, I mean, look, I appreciate that, and that's important. But you also your achievements and awards, I mean, you received at the CSIR, as well as externally, your research on TB diagnostics, you awarded the CSIR Young Researchers Establishment Fund for three years. and um, Yeah, so, I mean, they're quite a, they give out quite a few of those scholarships. It's not like I'm the only one who got one. Um, and it, it, it's just funding. Um, so it allows me to work on it as part of my, my job, which is really, I'm really fortunate in that respect. I don't have to do my PhD sort of after hours. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I really have. TB is my favorite horse to climb onto, especially with all the COVID stuff. So. Well, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be useful to the Department of Health. And um, anything, that we, anything else we can look forward to from you going forward? I don't know. As much practical research as I can get my hands on, um, I, I hope that I can stay in sort of the um, neglected diseases diagnostic research. Um, I've learned so much about that now that I think I've, I've worked myself into that niche. So. And all of this investment into Alma traits is not now going to be because of the strength of the pound or the dollar, just like that lured away into these universities or research centers outside our shores. This is an investment in you for South Africa and for South Africa's benefit. Say yes, please. Of course. Yeah, I, I love, oh man, I, you know, South Africa made me who I am. Um, and so I have no interest in, in leaving. Um, obviously, you know, you take the opportunities you can get and learn as much as you can, but at the end you bring it back and you go back into, into like where you were built and made. So, Fantastic. That's music to every South African's ears. Alma, well done for your work, and thank you so much for honoring us with your time. And come back anytime and let us know about the progress of your research. I hope I can do that. Thank you so much. Fantastic, Ms. Alma Traits, PhD candidate in research at CSIR. Women in STEM, women in sciences in particular, and this one is a scientist par excellence 
Young, Research, Young Researcher Establishment Fund recipient, among many others that she has received. So modest. The time is 21.47. Oopsie, I'm half a minute behind time. I should say goodbye. Enjoy your public holiday. We have a date tomorrow.